I miss Rafter. Are there people who remember him but don't miss him? I loved Sampras. I loved Agassi. But really, back in the day, this was my guy. He was a very active player on the court. He never rested. Non-stop action. And he personified just everything a fan could look for in a player with respect to leaving it all out there on the court. He used to sweat through his shoes, man. The dude went for it. Pat Rafter used to sweat so much that he would need IVs after matches. It actually became a problem and contributed to the decline of his career because what does dehydration cause on court, kids? That's right, cramps. Patrick Rafter was the ultimate sportsman. End of story. The greatest sportsman ever. I saw this guy overrule line calls in favor of his opponents. If Rafter knew an opponent's ball was good and the ball was called out, he would say something. At least he did so a few times when I was watching, but in any case, he was a very honest and fair player. He instills those values in players to this day. I think the guy apologized for almost every errant toss on serve that he ever made. I can hear him now. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Right? What a great advertising emblem that would have made if it hadn't meant a dodgy toss had occurred. Pat was lightning in a bottle, a dog off the leash. For me, watching him play was always a top-end experience. His name was synonymous with something that was about to start going out of style and which I loved dearly. Serve and volley tennis, man. I'm going to talk a little bit about a final which Rafter lost and one in which he was victorious. He demonstrated the same virtues in each. Oh, and by the way, keep in mind that while all of this was going on, Rafter also had a great doubles career and a great Davis Cup career. The guy was a hero athlete in Australia, people. 2001 Australian Open Final. Patrick Rafter versus Andre Agassi. More than 20 years had passed since Anasi had won the national tournament, so Rafter had been a little child, right? However, as much as the Aussies wanted their own, Rafter, to win, they also loved Agassi. And this was a newly shiny-domed Agassi. This was in that era. He was with Brad Gilbert and Gil Reyes. Man, watching that team develop and flourish was crazy. I was in the U.S., and the match was in Australia, and I had a day job, so I had to record the match. Let me put a fine point on how long ago this was. I recorded the match on a little portable TV with an 11-inch screen and a VCR built-in. One unit. VHS, baby! I set the timer and went to bed, right? But I woke up in the middle of the night, and of course, I turned the TV on. Third set! There was Rafter in a bright yellow shirt, sweating his ass off, and volleying like a human backboard. And Agassi wasn't just picking flowers, he was laying it right down to Rafter. So, once again, a little history of the game here. The baseline player of the era against one of the servant volleyers in open warfare. Rafter took the set for a two-sets-to-one lead. Jeepers, I wasn't going back to bed if this was going into a five-setter. The people at work would just have to deal with it the next day. Rafter was playing great ball. The guy had an exciting game and he was using it. He was running like a football player, making complicated volleys while looking as though he was drilling, rushing the net over and over again, smashing up like a wave or a barbarian horde. 
fourth set, midway. Can you guess what Rafter was dealing with? I hope you guessed cramps. I could actually see them running up and down his legs. Pretty soon he was clearly struggling to raise up and hit serves. And when the hydration goes and the legs go, the energy goes. Pat was sagging. Agassi was maintaining. Agassi broke Rafter with authority and took over the set. That is why you run up hills backward until you throw up in the Las Vegas summer. Pat did receive treatment on court. And to his credit, he was definitely leaving it all out there. By the middle of the fifth set, he just couldn't move around and was trying to compensate by just stroking the hell out of the ball. But of course, that wasn't enough against Andre, right? Andre just started hammering serves and hitting really aggressive groundies, either right at Rafter's feet or just outside his reach. He certainly didn't need to turn up the heat, but he cranked it. 6-3, game, set, match, Agassi. Well, there was a little bit of smack talking among fans after this match about how cruel Andre's method of finishing the match was. I didn't think Andre was trying to be cruel at all. I thought he was attuned to what was happening with Pat and tried to close out the match as quickly as possible for himself and for Rafter. Right. And in this loss, Rafter displayed so much character. He displayed such athleticism and commitment. His dedication was extraordinary. Man, if only players could have sports drinks during points. Hmm. Um, and I want to note, actually, that this was a period just preceding that in which Agassi was what I called a black cloud over the draw at all times. He'd be out there, and you knew it could happen, right? Um, if you hear me use that phrase, a black cloud over the draw, on other episodes, you'll know where it came from. So, whether he won or lost matches, Rafter was the man, right? And now I'm going to talk about a final which he won. This was his first title at a major. 1997 U.S. Open Final, Patrick Rafter versus Greg Rusedski. It was a nasty-tempered Brit against this long-haired Aussie golden boy-looking dude named Pat Rafter, right? With respect to majors, Rafter wasn't known for very much at the time, but neither was Rusetsky. Other than the, the uh, aforementioned tempestuousness, anyway. And each of these players was in his first Grand Slam final. This final was, by the way, the first men's final in Ash Stadium. These guys must have been excited. So the match was on, right? Rafter closed out the first game with an amazing serve, which Rusetsky returned long. In the second game, Rusetsky was already into it with the umpire. But Greg was right. The umpire actually overruled Cyclops and called a Rusetsky serve well long, which it was not. Rusetsky didn't lose his temper too badly, though. Pat got out 2-1 pretty quickly, but Rusetsky leveled it with good serving and consistent play. And Pat bounced out again, 4-2. During this part of the set, we saw pretty clearly that Patrick was the more limber guy, that he was getting around the court better, and that he was transitioning from position to position a lot more efficiently than Greg. Both guys were serving really well. At this point, the match actually was more of a server's shootout than an all-out, all-court match or even a serve-and-volley clinic, right? I think that Rusetsky had the advantage when it came to transitioning power from his feet up through his arm. It's part of what made him such a good server, of course. Rafter took the set 6-3 and the second set 6-2. 
third set. Rafter flagged a little bit. Rusetsky rallied and took that one 6-4. So we've got two sets to one Rafter. The fourth set was a wrestling match out to three all for sure. Rusetsky had a lot of power. He also had a shirt, which was reasonably dry, as was his hair, if I recall correctly. Rafter looked like he was playing in a rainstorm. He was still killing it, though. Greg served and came in. Rafter blocked the serve back. Rusetsky thought it was going long and let it go, but the ball was called good. Enough of that. Greg put the hammer down and walked to his chair with a 4-3 lead. I remember that Rusetsky's serve really started picking up, right? It was fun to watch. His motion became increasingly, um, catapult-like. <laughs> right in here, he set a new serve speed record at 143 miles per hour, 5-4. And then Rafter just played a brilliant game. A few good serves and a few good volleys and five all. Volley war at the net, point to Pat. We do not see tennis like that anymore. Then the kid from down under reached down deep inside himself and played an amazing return game. 6-5, Rafter. Greg did not just fade away from here. He fought. There's no doubt about it. Rafter won on Rusetsky's error, and Rusetsky smiled and showed a lot of class as he met the new U.S. Open champion at the net. And I want to note for you that in the fourth set of this match, the first men's final on Ash also became the first men's final under the lights on Ash. The clash at Ash under the lights began with Patrick Rafter. I love it. Greg would ultimately raise that record serve speed to 149 miles per hour. That record would stand until an American came along and buried it. Rafter defended the U.S. Open title successfully in 1998. And, of course, it totally makes sense that Rafter went on to coach Australia's Davis Cup team, right? Rafter also made it to the Wimbledon finals twice and had to go through Agassi in the semis each time. He also reached number one in the world. <laughs> and for whatever it's worth, I believe he also had an all-wins head-to-head against a young Roger Federer. I should have researched that. Sorry, just thought of it. Uh, so there's a lot to admire about the guy. I also admire this about Rafter. When the time came, he said, fuck it, I am going to retire and go surf in Bermuda. Um, vamos Rafter? I just want to say to everyone listening to Triple Breakpoint, thank you so much. I am grateful for your participation in this. Talk to you next time.